Well, hi again, and welcome to another episode of Gab and Grow, a podcast about people, places, and resources that will help you navigate your time at Western Connecticut State University. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin. Today's episode will feature some discussion on sensitive topics, perhaps, that could impact some of you listening. So as always, I invite you to listen to the whole podcast, but if you find that you're struggling, please reach out to the Counseling Center or the Women's Center here on campus. Speaking of the Women's Center, today we have joining us Miss Sydney Trezza, who is from the Women's Center of Greater Danbury, and Sydney is also one of our campus advocates, so she works here on campus a lot. And we have Miss Kara Mackler, who is, and I'm going to forget this again, your your title is Prevention Educator. Prevention Educator. <laughs> um, so, hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm going to start off really easy. Tell us about the Women's Center and tell us a little bit more about that relationship with campus and your job as campus advocate. Sure. So I am one of two campus advocates that we have here on campus. Um, Raina is the other one. But we work with everybody. So our name is the Women's Center, but we do serve all individuals. So of any gender identity, um, any age, so faculty, staff, students at Western, we are here for everyone as a resource. Um, and we are a local nonprofit agency, and we do crisis intervention work for victims or survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence. So mm -hmm. my job specifically is to be here on campus as a resource, and we have an office here and in the community, but we do a lot of different things. So from individual counseling to group counseling to advocacy, which could look like working with a client um, to help them feel safer on campus, mm -hmm. to help them navigate, like if they need to say, switch a residence hall or talk to a professor about making arrangements just to feel safer to right. get through the semester. Um, we're here to help you do that so you don't have to do anything alone. Um, going to or through the judicial process, mm -hmm. if you need extra support, we're here to, again, advocate and support you in any way that we can, because the last thing we really want is for people to feel like they're alone and they don't have any resources. Um, what else do we do? So we have a couple different events on campus, doing outreach stuff. Uh, Kara, who's with us, goes into different classrooms, residence halls, in with athletes, and teaches them all different things um, that our topics cover. What else? Am I forgetting anything else? No, Our hotline services we have, which mm -hmm. are 24-7, okay. so you can always reach out to somebody. But it's important to know, I guess, that we are completely confidential. So we have 100% confidentiality. And like I was saying before, that we will help you navigate different systems on campus. We will only do that with your permission. If somebody comes to us to want to talk about something they're going through or something a friend is going through, we will never, ever, ever reach out or break confidentiality in any way unless we're given permission to right. by the person that we've spoken to. So, That's yeah. great. It's, it's a great service to have, and we're so lucky to have you here with us. So. Thank you. We feel really lucky to be here and to Definitely. get to work with students and staff. Yeah. Um, this episode is set to air originally in October, and that's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering... You know, a lot of times when we think about domestic violence, we only think of it in terms of couples, you yeah. know, married couples or people who are in long time, you know, not college age things, but it really impacts students yeah. as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we talk about it here on campus in more, 
I guess in terms of like dating violence, so it doesn't feel as exclusive to couples who've been mm-hmm. married and are living together in a home and maybe with children, because it can happen to anybody. Right. Um, really, it's dating violence, interpersonal violence in any way. Um, we're here for help with that, to help people understand it, what it mm-hmm. is. A lot of what we do is just talking to people who are like, hey, this is something that I'm going through or I know my friend is going through. Is this really a thing? Is mm-hmm. this normal? And kind of discussing that. But it can look like, you know, sexual harassment, sexual assault, stalking, or dating violence of any kind between somebody you maybe have a relationship with or don't. You know, things mm-hmm. things happen. And especially everything on a college campus is so new. It's really different coming from high school, living in a residence hall, or even as a commuter student, mm-hmm. just spending a lot of time on top of people that you're seeing all the time, things happen and you don't right. have to be alone to say, all right, well, that was weird, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Maybe right. maybe it does and maybe you have questions and always ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our topic is really about healthy relationships. So how, how does somebody recognize if their relationship is healthy and if it's not so healthy? Yeah, so we have um, language that we use as kind of the green flags Mm -hmm. versus red flags of relationship. So the green flags are obviously ones we want to look for. It's things that, when they exist in a relationship, create that kind of balance of healthy behaviors. Mm -hmm. So that can be something like compassion for the other individual, respect, mutual respect. Um, It can even be things just like having fun. We -hmm. forget that relationships should be fun Um, and not just always serious all the time. So knowing that this person brings out the best in you, you bring out the best in them. And it's natural to have kind of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that relationships that are healthy should be perfect by any means. But knowing that if you have a disagreement, if you have an argument, some red flags would be you know, calling that person names mm-hmm. and using insults to put them down, right? Those are type of yeah. kind of verbal abuse versus, you know, I felt really upset by what you said. That's a healthy way to express mm-hmm. emotions in a relationship. So other green flags are trusting that person, you know, being honest with one another. The kind of opposite of that would be manipulation um, or betrayal, in that relationship. So pretty much for every green flag of trust, honesty, mm-hmm. communication, respect, equality. empathy, equality, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably the biggest one. Yeah. There's going to be an opposite, which is the red flag for it. Yeah, and I think it's all about different things feel good in one relationship for one person that might not feel the same mm-hmm. in another. But those qualities that Kara was just talking about are major themes. And that yeah. might look different and feel different, and that's fine. But if at the end of the day, you know, you're feeling that you're equal to your partner or that you're respected and that you can, you know, hang out with who you want to hang out with and wear what you want to wear, that stuff is so minute sometimes and it really can progress over time. But I guess going into what you're saying about knowing what's unhealthy, realizing that, you know, you're in an unhealthy situation isn't always the easiest thing Mm -hmm. to do. It, so we talk about sometimes that it's different for, say, me to recognize that I might be in an unhealthy relationship versus me to see that my friend might be suffering right. or dealing with something like that. So those signs might look a little different, but we talk about, like, isolation is huge, you mm-hmm. know, a huge red flag of, like, if you notice somebody's not, say, allowed to hang out with you anymore mm-hmm. or somebody has stopped hanging out with you and all their friends your friend has stopped coming to different events on campus that they used to do. Any kind of really 
significant change in behavior is a little bit of a red flag once they're in some kind of relationship or partnership of whatever that may be. Um, but for yourself, feeling like, you know, you're always walking on eggshells mm -hmm. around your partner. You're afraid to wear what you want to wear or hang out with this person because it might cause some kind of jealousy, jealousy or, or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like different other things. The idea of, you know, always having to be available to mm -hmm. that person, mm -hmm. whether it's physically or on your phone, because they're constantly wanting to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're with. Like I said before, there's scales of what feels normal in a, right. a person's relationship or what healthy maybe is a better word than normal, but that's all really kind of up to the person, but noticing those things when they're happening mm -hmm. and saying, oh, this wasn't how it always was and it doesn't make me feel great. Right. Listening to your gut, I think, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were talking about this metaphor that I use a lot in class when with um, students when I'm giving programs and... It's a pretty morbid metaphor, but it's, I think, a good kind of accurate depiction of what yeah. it might feel like to be in that abusive relationship. And so it goes, if you take a frog and try to put it into a pot of boiling water, mm -hmm. it's going to sense the danger and jump out. But if you take a frog and put it into a pot of lukewarm water mm -hmm. and then gradually increase the heat over time, the frog is going to acclimate to that temperature until it eventually dies. And of course, that's very morbid, but mm -hmm. that's kind of what it feels like. It's yeah. not typically the first day or the first right. time they're hanging out with this person, they're abusive because that's where most, most people... That, that sends up that flag. Yeah, you know, and they're like, I wouldn't date someone who yeah. does that to me. I would never let somebody treat me that way. That yeah. yeah, but it's not like that. It's usually all those green flags in the beginning mm -hmm. where they trust each other, they bond, and they have fun with this person. They get the butterflies around them, and they really like them. Yeah. And then gradually over time, they start to see these behaviors. Maybe they start to say, like, hey, who are you texting? Mm -hmm. And then this person's like, why are you wondering who I'm talking mm -hmm. to? But, oh, whatever, they just care, and they acclimate. And then a few weeks later, they see them talking to someone and grab their arm and pull them away, saying, why are we talking to that person? And then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They put their hands on me. Like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then they apologize and say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I got so jealous. It's just right. because I really love you and I don't want to, you know. Right. I don't and like not knowing that. what's going on. And it's all about, you know, kind of finding control and something like that. And if there's communication in between those two partners and those things happen, we're here to deal with that too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, just because you might feel that you're in an unhealthy relationship or some of these things are taking place, of course we as people at the Women's Center and people that care about other people want you to be safe and feel comfortable and feel happy. But sometimes saying, eh, I'm out, like I'm just going to leave mm -hmm. that isn't what you want. It's not able to happen. Still coming to us and talking about the fact that this is a situation or something I'm experiencing. What are some ways I can handle it? How can I deal with it? Mm -hmm. We're never there to judge and kind of make calls on your relationship and say, well, you need to do this. Like, right. No, our jobs as advocates is to support you in what right. feels good for you. Well, and that's one of the things that I was really curious about was, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of people haven't had a big, serious relationship before. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they might have had something in high school, but, you know, they knew that was never going anywhere. Yeah. But you get to college and... and that focus kind of changes. Sometimes it's all about just having fun, but sometimes you're looking toward, you know, Serious. is there a future yeah. with this mm -hmm. person? And and maybe you don't feel any of those things at first, but, you know, maybe there are a couple little things that are sticking in the back of your mind. You know, how did, what's a good way for people to start to think, do I need to think about what's yeah. going on here? Mm -hmm. and, and 
what should I do about this if I'm starting to feel this, you know, that something's not quite right here yeah. so that they don't get to a point where they're miserable or, it's you know, the breakup mm -hmm. has, has gone crazy wild and they're being stalked, yeah. and, right. you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I think just kind of reiterating what Sydney was saying is just talking to someone mm -hmm. and talking it out because a lot of times we shame mm -hmm. and we feel embarrassed mm -hmm. or we feel like I can handle myself, I can take care of this, um, which I'm sure most people can take care of themselves. Yeah. It's not about that. Um, but it is this sense of fear of reaching out mm -hmm. yeah. um, because they don't want to admit maybe right. that something might be happening. And I think, too, relationships can be unhealthy without being abusive. Yeah. So I think the main difference is the intent, is that abuse is a choice. This person didn't accidentally do this to right. someone. So they're choosing to hurt that someone in that way. Emotionally, or, physically, mm -hmm. anything like right. that. Right. Yeah, any type of abuse. Mm -hmm. It's it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Whereas unhealthy can be maybe they just argue all the time because they just bicker and they just don't get along. But it's not like they're intentionally trying to hurt that person. Yeah. That can be something that we talk through, yeah. too, um, with that individual. But ultimately, I completely agree with what Sydney said. Trust your gut. If yeah. you feel like something is off, either about your own relationship mm -hmm. or someone else's, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. So there's no harm. Like we said, we're free. We're confidential. They can pick up the phone. They can just walk in, have a five-minute yeah. conversation, and just feel validated. Use this as a sounding board, you know, yeah. and say, this is something that's going on. And... I always talk to whoever I'm working with, and I always say, you know, this is really like you. You're here driving the car. I'm here to be here with you and go with you on whatever it is that you need, but you're the one driving the car. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bring up things that you don't want to until you feel ready, but you, you don't have to sit in silence about it if you feel like something's going on. And to your point before about what you were saying of, Things get intense mm -hmm. in a college relationship versus a high school one. Kara and I were actually saying that one of the signs of, you know, a healthy relationship is that somebody is willing to respect the pace at which you mm -hmm. want to go at. And you're willing yeah. to respect the pace your partner wants to go at, too. And, you know, feeling like something goes from zero to 100 in two weeks' time mm -hmm. can make you feel like, oh, great, and butterflies and head over heels. But... It may also be something to check in with yourself about because mm -hmm. if you're just going along with that because that's what feels right yeah. and you say, oh, I've never been in a relationship before and I don't mm -hmm. really know, you're allowed to say, wait, whoop, hold on, like let's pump the brakes. And then from that point on, it's about how that person receives it and right. that, right. you know, whether it's respected. Well, yeah. and I think early on in relationships, you know, every, you talk about it, the butterflies yeah. and the, the excitement of it mm -hmm. all and, and things. And I think we also as a society tend to romanticized romantics yes. Yes. you know so everything is a fairy tale and it's yep. all about the happy ending and yeah. and we don't you know we have a relationship and we don't think that we're ever going to have an argument with somebody mm -hmm. right. you know like you you know that you've argued with your mother and your yeah. father and mm -hmm. your brothers and sisters but you don't think you're going to do that with a, it never a has partner to. you know right. and and then they squeeze the toothpaste in the middle and so you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, that's just too personal. Yeah, real, <laughs> too real. Yeah. I think, um, you know, what are some tips that you can give? I know we talked about you know paying attention to your gut. Are there other tips for people who are you know just getting involved in something for things that they need to just pay attention to? Yeah. I think we talk about a lot. Um, Kara and I actually run the uh, 
empowerment group on campus called Girl Talk, and this was one of the conversations that we had. And I think one of the main themes is your sense of independence, you know, and your ability to want to be your own person and share experiences with another person, that's great. But being able to go out and hang out with your friends Mm -hmm. because you want to, or being able to say, I think I have a million things of homework and a test tomorrow. I'm going to stay in tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, and having that ability is one of another hundred ways to kind Mm -hmm. of feel like something might be off. If that's taken away from you and you're feeling guilty because you can't hang out or you just don't want to hang out, you, I don't like to say the word should, but you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to. You know, right. you should get to do what it is that you want to do. Um, you know, you were talking about before about being that whole person, and I don't yeah. know if you want to... Well, it's so funny, to your point of being like, we fantasize about yeah. this, like, perfect relationship, and I think one thing we absolutely glorify is this, like, I'm looking for my other half, and, yeah. you know, I'm nothing without you. You're everything to me. We hear it in songs all mm-hmm. day on the radio, and it's really unhealthy because yeah. we like to say, like... You are a whole person all by yourself. And if you don't feel whole, then maybe that's time to explore, like, who you are and what your interests are, who you are outside of a relationship. And then when you enter a relationship, it's not two halves coming together. It's two whole people sharing Mm -hmm. their lives together. And I think that's an important distinction of that, like, you're saying that autonomy and that independence is it's okay to want to be with your partner a lot. Obviously, that's why you're dating them. But to remember to have a life mm-hmm. outside of that relationship that is your own mm-hmm. and that you're not afraid to have and, and vice versa for your partner. And it can be really hard to justify that on a campus, right? Mm-hmm. Because, oh, we live in the residence halls together and there are only three doors mm-hmm. down, yeah. so why are we not together? Or I feel kind of upset that I, he doesn't want to be with me right mm-hmm. now. You know, like, that is okay. It's okay just because, you know, you absolutely could sit next to each other right now doesn't mean that you have to and some people really flourish in their own me time you know sometimes you need that and we talk a lot about self-care and what you can do if you are recognizing that you're in this unhealthy spot but you don't necessarily want to leave okay well what can you do to care for yourself and to keep yourself sane and safe and happy and at peace because that's that's the crux of it. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. And I just want to be clear, too. I think sometimes because it's the women's center and we're talking about this yeah. and relationships that that and because I'm a woman, I think I always tend to think of this from a, a woman's point of view mm-hmm. and, and that this is happening to a woman. But women and people of all genders mm-hmm. are also, you know, the perpetrators of this as 100%. well as the receivers yeah. of, of this kind of thing. So I, I do think it's really important to say that this is not just something that happens to women, right. you know, yeah. that, that it happens to everyone. It knocks you know, our bounds. Yeah. And often it's the marginalized communities mm-hmm. that are shamed into silence even more so. So we always open her doors to anyone of yeah. any sexual orientation, gender identity, et cetera, um, because that there is not a lot of space mm-hmm. for that conversation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we always want to make sure that people know that our name is part of how we were founded right. um, and honors that, but does not exclude anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're just about out of time. Are there any final thoughts you want to leave us with? I'm trying to think. I mean, we have, you know, we're always 
waiting and open to meet new people and to see new students. So even if you want to come by and check out our space, because maybe it feels too scary to come in and talk, yep. like mm -hmm. we help people with, you know, who are doing research for a project or something like that all yep. the time. If that's what you want to do to come in the door and meet us and see what we're about, you're always welcome. And your office is? Whitehall 003A. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And the Women's Center is honestly, if you, you know, don't feel comfortable going on campus, there's also an yeah. office downtown. You're yes. on West Street, right? Yep. Just past the library. Right so next exactly. Library. It's, yep. a, it's a great and easy place to be. So thanks, Sydney. Thank and you. And thanks, Kara. Thank you. For being with us today. Um, if you do have any questions, anyone who's listening and they didn't get answered today, you can email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. I'd be happy to find an answer for you. If you have ideas about things we haven't covered, send those on over too. And until next time, that's it for Gavin Grove.